Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. everyone this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries how is everyone doing today I pray that all is well in your lives that you are walking by faith and not by sight we are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ he is coming back for us and so in the meantime in between time we are going to live our lives circumspectly we are going to live a lifestyle of repentance and not only that but we are going to show fruit of repentance. Amen. Amen. Okay. I want to talk about another false doctrine that I kind of hit on a few episodes back, but in order for us to come out from the, oh, how can I say this nicely? How we can come out from under the false teachings of these wolves is to get an understanding of what God said in his word or what he did not say in his word. And so the question on the floor today is, is pleading the blood of Jesus biblical? Okay. Short answer. Absolutely not. Okay. Now let me explain before you all start coming for me, because I know just like I too, believe me, all of these teachings that I'm putting forth by the Holy Spirit is because I too was steep in all of this hot mess. Okay. So now look, like I said, absolutely not is pleading the blood of Jesus biblical because you can't spiritually plead the blood of Jesus or cover unbelievers with the blood of Jesus in order that they one day become saved. Jesus' blood is a once-off washing away of our sin and not a repetitive act of sacrifice like they did in the Old Testament. We do not, we do not, we do not touch the blood of Jesus. Glory be to God. Only, okay, only Jesus can do that when it was applied once to the mercy seat in heaven. We are born again. We are baptized by the Holy Spirit and our hearts are instantly sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ that we can now come into God's presence once and for all and have an eternal relationship with Jesus where Jesus Christ, our Lord, becomes our advocate with the Father. Amen. 
Now let's find out where did all of this mess come from in the first place because many people in the charismatic and Pentecostal camp love to quote unquote plead the blood of Jesus over themselves and others and everything for that matter turning the blood of Jesus into a magic ritual of sorts, a magic wand that will protect you from evil, cleanse you, heal you, or deliver you. Heaven forbid. Pleading the blood of Jesus is not biblical. Nowhere in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation does Jesus tell you to plead his blood over yourself. And this has been coming to a head for me because even though, and you know, and this happens to a lot of us that have been indoctrinated and brainwashed for so many years that even though when we get pulled out of that, some of those tenets still ring in our souls only because it was so much that had to be washed out and and for us to now come out from all the error that sometimes a little bit of it is still left. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so one day, not not that long ago, when I dropped my son off for, uh, to school, and um and because I've been so indoctrinated with pleading the blood of Jesus over my kids, over his school, uh pleading a bloodline around the school to so that no hurt or harm can come to them. Why? Because for years I'm standing on the word of God. I'm pleading the blood of Jesus over everything that I feel that's endangered to me. You know what I mean? So I will plead the blood of Jesus. So this one morning, and not that long ago, okay, um, I dropped my son off at school. So as I'm watching him walk to the school building, immediately I started to say, uh, I plead the blood of Jesus over his school. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit says, no, don't do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is one, another one of those false doctrines that got so embedded in me that even though I thought that I had been purged from all of that, but you see, that's how damnable these false doctrines are because even when the Lord pulls you up out of that corruption, it's still some crumbs, if you will, that are left behind. And this was one of the crumbs, okay, pleading the blood of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit says, no, why, why, why are you doing that? You know, and then that brought to my mind, that's right, because not um, long before that, I think I saw a teaching or read a teaching how pleading the blood is not biblical. And then, then I was like, huh, you don't say, because I thought it was just like, I'm quite sure you too thought it was, but it, but it's not. And like I said that nowhere in the Bible does anyone plead the blood of Jesus over themselves or others. This teaching is taught in churches and you read in many books that you need to cover yourself with the blood of Jesus for protection 24-7. As though it's the biblical thing to do and it is not. And here's why. 
In the Old Testament, the high priest would sacrifice a lamb and put the blood on the altar in the Holy of Holies. Now follow me. Okay. In Hebrews 9 verses 7 to 8, it says, but into, but into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself, talking about Jesus, and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. Because you see, all of those blood sacrifices, those were a shadow type pointing to Jesus. And so the writers of, of Hebrew were saying that it's going to come a time where when Jesus shows up on the scene, okay, that that will be the last sacrifice that need to be made. And we see in Leviticus 1.5, it says, And the priest Aaron's sons shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Because you see, these scriptures are telling us that unless we are high priests, we ain't supposed to be sprinkling blood nowhere. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are not to be sprinkling no blood nowhere unless you can trace yourself back to the Levitical priesthood. We are not to be sprinkling blood on an altar. No way. Jesus did that once and for all when he died for the sins of the world. And when that blood was shed up there on the cross, it made atonement for our sins, bringing us back into right fellowship with God the Father. And that precious blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God. And that appeased God's wrath. And why was he so upset? The reason why he was so angry, because we constantly and willfully and consistently broke his holy laws. So we racked up and stacked up his wrath against us. And Jesus, in his mercy and his love, decided to step out of heaven. God sent him to this sick world, this dark, fleshy, vile, sin-laden of a planet, okay, to come down here to die for the sins of the whole entire world. He went on an epic mission to save us. That blood is precious, and that is why in Hebrews 10, God, listen, he ain't playing when it comes to us trampling over his son's blood. He paid a dear price for all of that and for us to arrogantly stand up and talk about how we're going to plead the blood of Jesus and that we're going to sprinkle it over schools, our finances, our health, our homes, our possessions. Lord, help us today. So now look, the blood was applied from the animal and it was required that the animal had to die and give its life. The blood represents life, the life of Jesus Christ that had to die for our sins. 
Jesus is the lamb that had to die. Glory be to God. Jesus Christ fulfilled the Passover lamb. To have the blood applied on the altar was so that one could not receive the judgment of God as he would pass over you. Exodus 12, 13 says, And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Glory be to God, Holy Spirit. Thank you. The animal's blood was also not moved around and sprinkled all over the place or on this person or that person outside of the temple by the high priest. Okay, charismatic wolf pastor. Stop telling us to plead the blood on our finances, on our bodies, on our kids, on our spouses. Stop telling us to do that. That is false information and we are in error. Hallelujah. So, like I was saying, okay, the animal's blood was also not moved around and sprinkled all over the place or on this person or that person outside of the temple by the high priest. It was for the altar area alone. We cannot touch his blood or apply it to anything quote-unquote, spiritually, as we are not the high priest. People, I'm smacking my forehead again. I'm smacking my forehead again. We are not the high priest. Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ is now our high priest, and he is the sacrificed lamb. Jesus is the one who, after he ascended into heaven, sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat of the altar before God, not us. And you see, this is where pride comes into play. Just like in my last episode or two ago, I was saying that how when we throw our fists up at God and demand that he fulfill his promises to us and that that we are standing on his word. Why? Because the wolf pastor told us to, to bring God back to his word, to make him honor his word. He said it. He got to do it. How prideful and boastful and arrogant is that? to tell God Almighty what he got to do just because he said it. <sighs> Help us today. The blood of Jesus is applied to our lives only when we believe in faith in Jesus Christ to receive his atonement. We ain't got nothing to do with the blood. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We ain't got nothing to do with that blood but to receive it. Okay, to receive what he did for us at the cross when his blood was shed. That's our only thing is to stand there and let it glory be to God drench over us so that it can wash us clean as snow. We are crimson red with sin. Okay, and that precious holy blood will wash away our sins. We ain't got nothing to do with it but be grateful. Be grateful for the mercy of God that he sent his son so that that blood can be shed to wash away our sins. 
So if for nothing else, we should be humble and grateful and keep our mouths shut when it comes to pleading the blood of Jesus. Lord Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord, to calm down. Okay. If we look at Ephesians 1, 7, it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Glory be to God. The Holy Spirit is on fire right now. This is exactly what he had me say before I even read this scripture. It is according to his to the riches of his grace that we even have this precious blood. It says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins. We should be grateful for the riches of his grace. Are you kidding me? We are not to be pleading the blood of Jesus. We are not to even Think about having it come out of our mouths anymore. It is through the riches of his grace because he ain't got to do it. He, God could have left us in our sins and we would have been on our way to hell. Okay. We don't, listen, it's certain things that we keep our hands off of. Okay. And there's a reason why God was saying trampling over his blood, making light of it. You know, as if it's some unholy thing that we can take it and plead it every which way, splash it over here, splash it over there. And meanwhile, we still in sin. Why? Because we love to hear our ears tickled because those kind of messages, oh, it will feed our flesh that what, oh, I have authority. Oh, what? I have power? Yeah, so let me take this blood and sprinkle it on my money. Really? Absolutely not, people. Look, Jesus' blood is not magic, okay? It holds no magical power. The blood of Jesus refers to his sacrificial death. Jesus had to die for our sins by crucifixion, and God accepted his death as, as his blood was spilled on an altar, Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. Glory be to God. We ain't got no business touching that blood. It is dealt with. It is done. What are you doing? What are we doing touching that blood? If anything, we stand there in, in gratitude and with great humble hearts, and let it wash over us, hallelujah, glory be to your name, Lord, and let it cleanse us, and we shut our mouths, and say, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me, and forgive us of our arrogance and our pride to think that we can touch that blood as an unholy thing. Forgive us. He said in John 19 30, it is finished. It's finished, y'all. It is finished. He said it is finished before he died. Pulling it together, okay? There was no more need to sacrifice an animal. He fulfilled 
the law, people. We are not to touch that blood. And I'm getting emotional because the Holy Spirit is impressing upon my heart. That blood is holy. Okay? It is holy. It is life. There's life in that blood. And we need to leave it alone. But let it wash over us and let it purify us and let us stop sinning. Because the reason why, Pastor Wolf, the reason why you're telling us to plead that blood is because like you, we are in sin and we are having a hard time, okay? We got troubles in our lives. We are broke. We are sick. Our marriages are falling apart. We, we, we are losing our jobs. Our cars are falling apart. We ain't got no money. We ain't got no hope. We ain't got no faith. But yet you want to tell us to plead the blood. I I pled the blood and did it work? Absolutely not. It did not. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So now look. Okay. <clears throat> Those who touched Jesus' body and blood when they took him off that cross did not receive holiness or any powers or healing, nor did they plead the blood over themselves for protection. However, after Jesus rose from the dead, after he came out of the tomb, he encountered Mary and he told her, what? Touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my father. Okay. John 20, 17 says, Jesus said unto her, touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascended unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Amen. So, When Jesus ascended to heaven, he entered into the holy of holies, sprinkled his precious blood upon the mercy seat on the altar before the throne of God and forever and forever settled the sin question and delivered us. <laughs> Let me get through this and delivered us from the curse of the law. This is clearly taught in the New Testament, Hebrews 9, 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us for our pride and arrogance. In the Old Testament, they had to make a sin offering on an ongoing basis. But Jesus came to make one sacrifice for us. One offering and his blood was sprinkled once in the temple on a mercy seat in heaven. Hebrews 9, 24 to 26 says, 
for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself. It says, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Verse 25, nor yet that he should offer himself often, okay, okay, as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. Verse 26, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to what? To put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Can't we see? Can't we see how holy and precious that blood is? We need to keep our filthy, sinful hands off that blood. Today, okay, I'll pull it. Y'all, y'all, I'm trying to really put this, pull this together, okay? Today, the only thing, <clears throat> okay, today, the only thing we do with Jesus' body, that bread he talks about, and that blood, that wine, okay, is to have communion, okay? Because Jesus is telling us, if we are to do anything with that blood, okay, is to have it as wine and the communion. When his body was broken, that bread represents his broken body up there on that cross. And that blood is the wine when we have communion with him because it is solely, okay? And this is where we do anything about that blood. It is solely as a reminder, nothing more, people. It is to serve as a reminder, nothing more, just as it was celebrated as a feast after the original Passover in the Old Testament. We do not, we do not, we do not, people, cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. Exodus 12, 14. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it as a feast by an ordinance forever. First Corinthians 5 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump. As ye are unleavened, for even Christ, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. In the Old Testament, the Passover blood was applied only once, okay, once to the door. And in doing so, God passed over them and ultimately released the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. They could not touch the blood. They could not touch
touch the blood, they had to use the hyssop plant and dip into the blood and apply it on the door. In the New Testament, the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ is applied only once to cover and release us that believe by faith in Jesus from sin. We don't touch that blood, people. We do not touch it, okay? It is to cover us once and release us by faith in Jesus from our sins. When you are covered by the blood of Jesus, God does not see your sin. It continually cleanses you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It continually cleanses you. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes away your sin. Revelation 1, 5. To him who loved us. Lord, help me. Give me strength to finish this, Lord, please. Revelation 1, 5. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And it does not have to be reapplied over and over and over as if somehow it loses strength. Jesus' blood is applied once to the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies in the temple in heaven. In the Bible verse I'm about to read, it shows us that when we get saved, Jesus' blood that is sprinkled in, in heaven sprinkles our hearts from an evil conscience. And we see that in Hebrews 10, 20 to 22. And we are redeemed through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And we can see that in Hebrews 13, 20. Hebrews 10, 20 to 22 says, By a new and living way, which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, Verse 21, and having and hive and having and having a high priest over the house of God. Verse 22, let us draw near with the true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. First John 1 7 through nine says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. Verse eight, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Colossians 1.20 says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross 
by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Hebrews 13, 20 says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. 1 John 2, 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And in closing, my friends, as you can see, this has been a very emotional episode for me because I too realized what that blood means. I too realized that it was shed for my sinful, wretched, horrible, filthy soul, okay? And for us to have been duped to think that we complete his blood and sprinkle it every which away, heaven forbid. In closing, Hebrew 10, 19 to 22 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let, excuse me, let us draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil, excuse me, I apologize having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So my friends, if you ever wanted to know if pleading the blood of Jesus is biblical, absolutely not. It is not biblical. We should not touch that blood at all that we should, by the grace and the mercy of the living God, stand there and be washed in it and keep our mouths shut and say, Thank you, Lord. I repent of my sins. Save me. I need a Savior. And may your blood wash away all of my sins. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, I bid you all well. Until next time. Lord willing. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.